My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And we're and the, we are the Extra Sisters. Sisters. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and let's get creepy. We know that intro was horrible. Welcome <laughs> to another Haunted Happy Hour, where we are on a statewide lockdown and cannot see each other. Ooh. And so we are recording via Zencaster, <laughs> and our intros just never seem to sync up anymore. It's not going to work out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've never pre-recorded intros, but maybe we should do a couple I and if everyone right. nails down, we should just fucking do it. Well, hi, everybody. Crack open whatever you're drinking. I have canned wine, so that's... It's one of those like, you know, the flavored ones we had. Mm. Kinda, yeah. It's like the spritzers. The th- ah, yeah. I have a raspberry Smirnoff ice, which I'm actually liking. There wasn't much to choose from in the grocery store, but yeah. <laughs> I picked something. <laughs> you got that. And no toilet paper. <laughs> right, exactly. So for this haunted happy hour for April, we're going to talk about lucid dreaming, which is actually not that scary, but can go scary and sleep paralysis. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's really interesting. I've always been a vivid dreamer and through my research realized that I, if I really wanted to lucid dream, it would probably become or come very easily to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's not something I'm interested in though. (laughs) Good luck with that one. I don't fucking want to. So you don't have to worry about that. And we also have a few things that some of our friends sent in just to talk about their situations and some of their experiences with lucid dreaming or trying to lucid dream. So Kristen, if you'll kind of start us off with the definition and we will go from there and talk about what we found. Yeah, absolutely. So to start off, I'm just going to give you guys the definition of lucid dream and sleep paralysis. Granted, this is on Wikipedia, so anybody can look it up, but here it is. A lucid dream is a dream during which the dreamer is aware that they are dreaming. During a lucid dream, the dreamer may gain some amount of control over the dream characters, narrative, and environment. However, this is not actually necessary for a dream to be described as lucid. Mm-hmm. Sleep paralysis is when, during waking up or falling asleep, a person is aware but unable to move or speak. During an episode, one may hallucinate, hear, feel, or see things that are not there, which often results in fear. Yeah, I would say so. (laughs) Fucking A, yeah. So what's pretty scary ones. Yeah. What's interesting is I have a little bit different definition of sleep paralysis that is actually a little bit more scientific. Okay. What you got? So sleep paralysis is actually a sleep disorder. Lucid dreaming does not necessarily mean you will experience sleep paralysis, and sleep paralysis happens specifically when you are suddenly awakened from deep REM sleep. So something happens. I could be wrong. This is just what I have picked up over the years, and I was in psychology, and we did talk about sleep, but it has been many years since I've been in a college classroom or read a college textbook, (laughs) so this is coming from memory. But from what I remember talking about sleep and sleep studies, we are not in REM sleep for very long. So when something wakes you from REM, from that deep of a sleep, that's one, kind of scary on its own. Yeah. And that's not, that definition is not different than yours. It's just, I thought it was interesting. The reason I I wrote it down was because you're suddenly awakened specifically from REM sleep. Mm -hmm. That's kind of spooky. Right, exactly. That's so specific and rare. Yes. And talking about lucid dreaming, awareness happens in about 50% of the population. So a lot of people are aware when they're dreaming, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're having control. So I was doing like a quick how to lucid dream and I was going to go through that. So we were going to do the definition and I was going to do like, so these are the steps to lucid dream. But... (laughs) 
digging into lucid dreaming, there are so many different guides and techniques and communities dedicated to lucid dreaming. So I would personally recommend checking out the Reddit threads on lucid dreaming if you're interested in lucid dreaming. I'm not saying I would recommend it or not recommend it. I personally would not do it because I typically have nightmares. Mm-hmm. But it's when you read about these communities, they're very passionate about lucid dreaming, about being able to fly and like experience things, talk to different parts of your mind, which is kind of neat. But when lucid dreaming goes bad, the community consensus is then you weren't really lucid. So I can see that, but people often think they were or the nightmares are scary either way. And people also say they slip into lucid dreams often without enacting any techniques after they've been doing it for a while. So yeah, that freaks me out. Yes. Some people, you know, they have to invoke these techniques in order to lucid dream, but then after doing it for a while, they will lucid dream without doing it voluntarily. So that's something to consider if you get interested in lucid dreaming after this episode, or if it's just something you've been interested in for a while. And I've, thought about lucid dreaming for a while, like not doing it personally, but it's just something I've been interested in, but I've always been like a little nervous just to kind of look into. Mm-hmm. And just like hallucinogens, it seems like mindset is very important. You can have lucid nightmares if you're scared that it's going to happen. So like if somebody wants to take acid and they're scared they're going to have a bad trip, they're probably going to have a bad trip. Right. And again, some people argue if you're truly lucid, you can completely change the setting. But I just wanted to mention that like fear is very powerful. So yeah, even if that's true, you know, some people may not like have that mindset or have that strong of a will even when they're yeah. doing so. I wouldn't do that for that exact reason. I'd be too scared and I'd probably fuck it all up. Uh, same. I don't think I would have the strength. I think that I would maybe start out lucid dreaming and then it would just slip into like a way too real nightmare situation. Mm -hmm. And I think I would lose that control very quickly. So I will start with the things that got sent in to us from our friends slash listeners. And so this first one is from Andrew and it's very short. All he said was he tried it one time years ago and ended up with sleep paralysis in bed with a black shape standing over him and that obviously did not end up how he wanted it to and he never tried it again which is basically i think everybody's fear of trying it is you know something standing over it uh yeah no f that yeah so this next one is from ashley and this is Kristen, the ashley that we used to work with so this is not necessarily lucid dreaming but this is that 50 percent awareness that most people have and the second one actually is a little freaky even though nothing freaky actually happened so ashley told me that and i'm paraphrasing based on what she said i didn't copy you know i'm not saying i in place of her but ashley told me she often has nightmares about open water and that she often does not have control but she does have a lot of awareness about her thoughts she will be in open water and think I'd never be in open water in real life. I'm definitely dreaming, which means there's going to be a shark. And then she will immediately get attacked Mm. by a shark. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she will wake up or wake up right before she gets attacked. So yeah, (laughs) she does have some control in that sense. That's good. This one is kind of freaky though. And I thought you would think this was kind of weird. She also recently had an experience that she would get into a state of sleep paralysis She said she would be in bed and she worded it as just kind of chilling. She wasn't scared or anything. And there would be someone working outside their window or someone walking downstairs. 
later she realized that there was no one actually ever outside or walking downstairs. No one was ever there. She even at one point imagined her fiance was there and said to him, you're not actually here, are you? I'm just dreaming. And he turned to her and said, yeah, but that's okay. I'll still hang out with you. Ugh, that's fucking creepy. I I'm mean, in the basement all by myself right now. Okay. I'm sorry. I mean, God, and damn it. Ashley, even when she, we were messaging, she was like, I mean, and it was funny because like that's something he would actually say. So it's not like she was scared or anything. She was just like talking to her fiance. Uh, but he talked back. It's so creepy. He did. He was like, yeah, you're dreaming. Uh, it's kind of, it kind of reminds me of like, you know, coma patients. Yeah. You know, like she had sleep paralysis and she was just like talking to Alex. Like it's no big deal. Yeah. Now. Try to get my podcats over here. Drusilla, come here. I know. I got my snoring <laughs> pug over in there in the corner. So if you hear any weird noises, it is pug. <laughs> she don't give a fuck though. She's sleeping. So my friend Wes actually sent me audio, but it's hard to like splice it up. So I basically paraphrased his audio. So Wes was in a small motorcycle wreck his senior year of college, and it was the first time in his life he had any sort of reoccurring nightmare or anything that would cause sleep anxiety, which I could imagine like getting into a motorcycle accident. And this was after he had been riding for years. And that's even a small one is pretty life or death. And this motherfucker, this is me paraphrasing, <laughs> he has always, like, he even said this in the recording, he's always been able to fall asleep within 10 minutes of trying to go to sleep. Oh, I do that. I cannot believe you guys. I have never been able to fall asleep like that. I just lay in bed awake with anxiety oh, all the time. Connor does that too, but yeah, I'm just out. It's great. No, I cannot relate to that. I've never <laughs> been able to relate to that. That is the lucky. You should be very feel very fortunate. <laughs> Y'all should both. Like I that has never been me. But he had never had any nightmares. He would usually remember his dreams, though, and he would tell his friends that he would remember these vivid dreams. And because of that, his friends suggested he look into lucid dreaming. Mm. Yep. And he looked it up and he was already familiar with the way that you were supposed to lucid dream as he had never had any issues with sleeping. He already knew what his dream cycles were and he already knew what his dream signs were. So because of like his vivid dreams, he already pretty much had this nailed. Like he was like, this is going to be no problem, whatever, which I can relate to because as you know, when I've talked about on this podcast before, I think I'm definitely in that 50% that I'm constantly aware of when I'm dreaming. Mm -hmm. Like they're always very vivid. I am usually aware. And to some degree, I can rationally think when I am dreaming or control certain situations or like have rational thought. Like usually when I'm in some sort of nightmare, like a demony nightmare, for example, I can usually be like, but we should be doing this. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that is one thing. Like I'll fall asleep fast, but I don't have dreams. Or I'm sure I do, but I do not remember them. Yeah, I haven't been remembering them recently. And I don't know what changed. Maybe I made the conscious decision to not want to <laughs> because they would <laughs> the, always the be terrifying. Yeah, yeah, but I think that I would definitely be one of those people where if I decided to lucid dream, I think I, it would just be like no problem. I think that I mm -hmm. would be able to, but that's why I don't fucking want to <laughs> because I think that it would stop being voluntary pretty quickly. And that's what's scary is you can't yeah. just pick and choose when you want to do it. Exactly. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. 
But basically, he would be in the middle of a dream and think, oh, this is a cool dream. And so then he started keeping a sleep journal. And when he would have nightmares, he would be in the dream or wake up suddenly and do everything in his power to get back to sleep quickly, calm down, relax, and then go right back. And then he would adjust the parameters of the dream. So in these dreams, he kept having motorcycle accidents. So obviously this was triggering. So in the real life accident, it was very minor and he even rode home after it. But, you know, like I said, obviously it was triggering as it could have been major. Like all motorcycle accidents can have the potential to be major. But this one, it sounded like when I was listening to his audio recording, it definitely could have been major if certain things had lined up even just a little bit differently. So... I understand that really quick. Like, yeah. I still freak out. I got into a small accident a couple of years ago, and I still freak out going to that intersection. And it was something where my brakes failed. Uh, yeah, and spooky as fuck. I w- yeah, I was in a safe space, thankfully, I- but I was getting ready to get on the highway. I could have fucking died. So, I yeah. Get it. I imagine for a while, every time you hit your fucking brakes, you had like PTSD. Oh, I went to the car wash and I was, you know, you're, <laughs> you're parked, but the sides are moving and it gives you that weird distortion. Yeah. And I burst into tears. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. So when he would have these nightmares, he would come back to the dream and he would, like I said, tweak the parameters to be more in his favor or give himself more confidence so that he could handle the situation that was being thrown at him, even if it wasn't realistic. Like in his words, something crazy like a bridge falling, like you can't actually handle that, but he would give himself wings or he would add a ramp to jump over a semi that would be barreling towards him and suddenly appear speeding out of nowhere. Hmm. Smart. Yep. After these situations, the dream would basically return to normal and he would just get to enjoy a good dream. And he said he could only do it in small bursts and then it would, he basically couldn't do it anymore. And so he would basically just hype himself up. Like if he was having a nightmare, he would wake up and he would hype himself up or he would consciously make the decision to change the situation of the dream so that when he got back to that situation, it would be different or he could create, like I said, a bridge or give himself wings so he could literally fly over the situation and change that so that he could move forward with having a better dream. And he currently does not have nightmares and doesn't, doesn't deal with that anymore. So Hmm. his version or level of lucid dreaming or control of those dreams basically worked itself out. Interesting. That's really cool. Yeah. So that is cool. That doesn't surprise me. Like, I don't really know him well anymore. We don't like talk very much, but it doesn't surprise me that he'd be like, fuck, I'm not dealing with this shit. This shit is lame (laughs) as fuck. I'm going to like do this for a little while until it stops. And it did. That's really cool. Yeah. I I wouldn't risk it personally because I know that my problems are demons so like i'm not gonna <laughs> fuck with that exactly you don't need reagan racing at you down a hallway oh my god no <laughs> <laughs> i don't think there are enough hypes i could give myself to go back into that goddamn dream exactly no god your turn <laughs> i quit i'm not doing this anymore <laughs> i need a new podcast host all right yeah <laughs> you make it me cry. I'm sorry. That has happened in my dreams. I'm sorry. It's okay, you're just not here. I'm by myself. I, I feel you. I locked the basement door because now I'm like, <laughs> I keep turning around looking at my Dude, behind what, me. 
wait till you get to some of the sleep paralysis stories I have, bro. Uh, they are I have some too, man. Awful. Uh, uh. Awful. All right, all right. Not scary stuff. Let's we're gonna stick with some tame stuff for a little bit and then freak everybody out at the end. All right? Wonderful. That's what I planned on doing, too. My worst <laughs> one's at the bottom. All right. So some folk tales, because that's what I like to do is the historic part of it. Right. So the very first thing we have is the night hag. Basically, everybody, I'm sure you probably read about it in some of your stuff, Mm -hmm. talks about the night hag. And it's this creepy woman, witchy hag woman who stands in the corner or stands on top of you. And she is the weight on your chest, things like that. Mm -hmm. So the old hag is the name given to a supernatural creature used to explain the phenomenon of sleep paralysis it is a phenomenon during which a person feels a presence of a supernatural malevolent being which immobilizes the person as if as if sitting on his or her chest or the foot of his or her bed the word nightmare or nightmare was used to describe this phenomenon before the word acquired its modern more general meaning wow you get the whole fucking nightmare origin here Yep, it actually gets even more interesting because the one of these folk tales has a mare, a mare like a horse. Yeah, and that nightmare that's yeah. where it came from. Interesting. So, yeah, I thought so. In Scandinavian folk ta- folklore, sleep paralysis is caused by a mare, a supernatural creature related to an incubi or a succubi. The mare is a damned woman who is cursed, and her body is carried mysteriously during sleep with. Out her noticing. In this state, she visits villagers to sit on their rib cages while they are asleep, causing them to experience nightmares. Mm. So creepy. In creepy. Fiji, the experience is interpreted as Kana Tevoro, being eaten, quote unquote, by a demon. In many cases, the demon can be the spirit of a recently dead relative who has come back for some unfinished business or has come to communicate some important news to the living. Often, persons sleeping near the afflicted person say, Kania, Kania, eat, eat, is what it means, in an attempt to prolong the possession for a chance to converse with the dead relative or spirit and seek answers as to why he or she has come back. The person waking up from the experience is often asked to immediately curse or chase the spirit of the dead relative, which sometimes involves literally speaking to the spirit and telling him or her to go away or using expletives. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. (laughs) (laughs) In Nigeria, sleep paralysis appears to be far more common and recurrent among people of African descent than among whites or Nigerian Africans and is often referred to within African communities as the devil on your back, quote unquote. In Turkey, sleep paralysis is called Karabasan and is similar to other stories of demonic visitation during sleep. A supernatural being commonly known as a jinn, which, you know, genies in Turkey, Mm -hmm. comes to the victim's room, holds him or her down hard enough not to allow any kind of movement, and starts to strangle the person. To get rid of the demonic creature, one needs to pray to Allah by reading, um, I'm going to get these wrong, but a passage from the Quran. Moreover, in some derivatives of the stories, the jinn has a wide hat, and if the person can show the courage and take its hat, the jinn becomes his slave. In Eastern Chinese folklore, it is thought that a mouse can steal human breath at night. Human breath strengthens the mouse, allowing it longevity and the ability to briefly become human at night. In a similar fashion to fox spirits, the mouse sits near the person's face or under their nostrils. In Egypt, it is believed to be an evil African queen's ghost that is haunting souls, which she is trying to capture before being chased off by guardian spirits. In Vietnamese culture, sleep paralysis is called ma'e, meaning held down by a ghost 
or bongde, meaning held down by a shadow. In Persian culture, it is known as baktak, which is a ghost-like creature that sits on the dreamer's chest, making breathing hard for them. It means small fortune, and it is believed that the dreamer reaches out and holds his nose, he would tell him or her where the treasure is. In Brazil, there is a legend about a mythological being called the Pisadero, she who steps. She is described as a tall, skinny old woman with long, dirty nails and dried toes. Gross. White tangled hair, (laughs) a long nose, staring eyes, and greenish teeth on her evil laugh. She lives over the roofs, waiting to step on the chest of those who sleep with a full stomach. So why do we have to, like... (laughs) <laughs> think that they're all like demons or spirits so or women well, that yes <laughs> sleep paralysis <laughs> has never happened to me personally and i think the day that it does i will never sleep again so oh, like, same Fucking i same. can't deal with that for someone yeah. that loves horror and paranormal i'm a big wussy <laughs> same i don't want to go to haunted houses i like it on the screen away from me see i'm a wussy in the fact that like like, I will go to, like, haunted houses. I will even go as far to, like, stay in haunted places and be like, what's up? You got something Oh, yeah, I guess I'll do me? that. Yeah, you did that already. But <laughs> I, did that. I just can't, like, deal with the... Because, you know, at a, cer- at a certain point, it's like, oh, it's fake. And I'm not saying sleep paralysis because there's, like, you know, it's, like, a real thing. Obviously, when we can't explain things, that's where we get folklore. That's usually science at some level. (laughs) Right. But still, like, when people see things, that's usually because they were coming out of a dream or their minds are making shit up. Like, and when you come out of REM sleep, that makes sense. But why does it always have to be spooky? (laughs) I mean, there are so many more that I didn't even grab because there were so Please, whoever is really interested in this, read go to wikipedia look up night hag it is just a list on country upon country upon country about their folklore behind this which is so fucking cool because if it happens everywhere and they all have something that's very similar how interesting is that spooky (laughs) (laughs) but cool spooky yeah no it's cool (laughs) but like i hate it you know well and i just hate the fact that it happens like you Sleep is supposed to be one of those things that we do to reset from the day, rejuvenate, and it's supposed to be an escape. And then somebody was like, nightmares, sleep paralysis. It's like, what the fuck is your problem? Can you fuck <laughs> off? God, can you give us this one thing that is, is an escape from the world? Like, no? no. Can you <laughs> no. give us that? Okay, fuck off. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Okay. <laughs> All right, so before we get into the sleep paralysis, because that is scarier and we will end on a scary (laughs) note, I do have a few sleep paralysis stories. Now, when you get into the community, and again, this is not something I'm super educated on, and we are definitely not trying to offend a very passionate, lucid dreaming community. That is not the point here. These are just some stories that we picked up on. uh, I know there are some Reddit boards and some websites of people that tried to lucid dream where it went wrong and they could have definitely lost control i'm not saying they were completely in control there were people in forums arguing no then you weren't lucid dreaming i'm not here to debate that Mm -hmm. i'm just talking about what happened so we're here to tell spooky stories correct something that happens in lucid dreaming apparently is something called false awakening and 
that sucks. <laughs> so a lot of the scary stories of lucid dreaming I found uh, surrounded false awakenings. And false awakenings can happen frequently. For example, one story I found, someone that enjoys lucid dreaming and does it almost nightly almost quit. Because one night, for whatever reason, they woke up. Not that, that yes, they should have woken up, but bear with me. They started their day. They made breakfast. They got dressed. But they felt, for whatever reason, their family was irritated with them. Just got bad vibes. But they got on the bus. They started their work day. And when they arrived at work, they felt those same bad vibes from their coworkers, as though everybody was, like, kind of irritated at them. Sat down at their desk. And shortly after, the carpet started moving towards them like snakes. The room started spinning, and they fell to their knees and screamed in pain. Terrified, they closed their eyes and suddenly woke up. This happened seven or eight times that night before they actually woke up for good. Fuck that shit. So, yeah. in a padded cell. Yeah, so false awakenings happen pretty often, apparently, when lucid dreaming. You can wake up but not actually wake up several times. This has actually happened to me before. And it was the worst experience of my life. <laughs> not, not, that's not true, but it was the one dream that I have held on to and carried with me that I tell if anybody's ever, it was the one where I woke up in my apartment and I lived alone and I thought I was fucking awake and I went into my bathroom and the mirror started to bleed and I looked at myself and I was fucking possessed by a demon, but I thought I was awake. Yeah. That's yeah. terrifying. Yes. But it happened to him like eight times. Hug that. Yeah. It's And that's one of those things with lucid dreaming where I'm like, you know, nine out of ten times, if it's great, is that tenth time worth it? Right, exactly. Mm -mm. I don't know. Like, I, you have to make that decision for yourself. Mm -hmm. Because I think it'd be really cool to be able to go into your dream and be like, I want to fly to Europe today and actually be able right. to, like, physically fly yourself. Like, that's fucking cool. But, like, shit like that can happen. And I don't fucking want to do that. So, guess I'm not gonna. Mm-hmm. I would not. So, I got a few stories from Reddit, and we're gonna go back and forth. So, this is my story. One night, I woke up to what I thought was the sound of footsteps in my hallway. I was lying on my back, which immediately made me confused and a bit nervous because I never sleep on my back. I tried to turn my head to see where the sound was coming from, but I couldn't move at all. The panic set in and I heard the source of footsteps come into my room. Now, although I could not see the figure, I knew it was a home invader. I could feel him standing on the opposite side of my bed, silently staring down at me. He had some sort of weapon in his right hand. I believe it was a knife. I swear my heart has never dropped and raced like that in my entire life. I kept trying and trying to move or scream, but I was frozen in place. It felt like hours. And that is from Ginger Oblivion on Reddit. Mm, nope. nope. Yeah, it's like, d did he actually have an intruder or did his brain come up with that? Now I'm super curious. Yeah, well, and was he in a dream and was he lucid dreaming? Was he paralyzed? Like, what, what was happening there? Exactly. Or was that the thing that brought him out of REM sleep and he actually saw somebody in his fucking house? Yeah. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Mm-hmm. So I do have another lucid dream story. This one is really sad. Uh, so throwing that out there. <laughs> Great. 
This one, I did not find a source to credit. So I fell into a lucid dream during a nap between classes. So this poor person had to go back to class after this. I don't know if it did, and I don't know how long this lasted. But this time it was different. My bedroom looked like it was from the Upside Down and Stranger Things. Now, I would assume this person said it looked different because when usually when you lucid dream, you have control of your surroundings. So when you wake up on the other side, let's say everything should look normal. It was the same, but dimmer. My posters were ripped and it was generally just very scary looking. I was able to walk, talk, and do all the things as I normally would in a lucid dream and I was in control, but I felt very uneasy. I made my mother appear to ask her if she changed my room, but I knew she hadn't. So I wanted to call upon my first love. So again, apparently when you lucid dream, you can talk to whoever you want to. So again, you're fully in control of anything you want to do. I talk to her a lot in my dreams. We don't talk much anymore in real life. So I like to keep that relationship alive in my dreams. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. When I figure it out, I can make anyone appear and talk to them. I pretty much spend all my time asleep talking to her. I thought she would comfort me. But when I tried to make her appear, something else came. Oh, God. It was a woman, but it was a black womanly figure. It had dead eyes. I can't really describe it, but I tried to talk to it, but I was too afraid nothing came out. It was the most terrifying thing I had ever been in the presence of before. I made other people appear, and they came, and they were fine. But every time I called her, this demon figure came. I fell into this nightmare several times. As of writing this, I have not tried to talk to her again. I've been too afraid, and I miss her. That dude needs therapy. Yeah. I mean, that's probably your subconscious telling you, like... You need therapy. You don't need to talk to her anymore. Like, I get it. Like, especially first loves, like, that one is tough. That one will fuck you up for... Okay, this is getting kind of personal. That one will fuck you up for years. Like, I've had dreams about all of my exes, but especially that first love, like, that one sticks with you for a long time. So, like, I totally get where this guy is coming from. But when when you are lucid dreaming and you're in control and you think that everything is fine and dandy and a fucking demon comes at you as your first love... Therapy. Correct. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You don't need to be talking to her anymore. Yeah, exactly. and, And you just need to move on. Especially... And it's probably because your intention was to go into that dream. This is just me therapizing without a license or proper (laughs) education. But when you go into the dream and your intention is to go talk to your ex and it looks like the fucking upside down from Stranger Things, your body's probably like, nah. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people like in this specific, this was just a website for lucid dreaming. It wasn't on Reddit or anything. People were like, then you weren't lucid because you had complete control of settings. Like if you went somewhere and you didn't like it, all you had to do was change the setting. And it's like, I get what they're saying because that may be true. But if he was like, the brain is powerful, you know, Mm -hmm. like if he went into it with one intention and then his brain wanted to make a point, who's going to win? Probably your subconscious, you know, in my opinion. All right, back to me. I was sleeping in my bed and woke up paralyzed. I looked at the wall of the hallway where we have a painting. It was slightly oblique. Also, it was a different painting. Then I see my brother's arm that puts the painting in its natural position. At the beginning, it felt like a dream. Then I said to myself, what the fuck is my brother doing here in the middle of the night? (laughs) And I realized that I was yet again in sleep paralysis. And then Mm -hmm. things got worse. 
The painting changes, revealing the face of the witch from The Wizard of Oz. I had a dream with her that night. She isn't really that scary looking, but holy fuck, it was terrifying at that moment. She laughed and she jumped out of the painting and came into my bed. I just closed my eyes in complete terror and felt something like six arms grabbing my whole body. It stayed like this for five seconds before I managed to free me from that fucking nightmare. And that was from uh, Kiraz on Reddit. See, it doesn't really matter if it's like, oh, well, usually she's not that scary. If you are paralyzed in any body or anything. And she comes at you? Is, I was about to say, is coming at you. It not doesn't that. fucking matter. Like, it could just be another person. If you, First of all, even if I was in an empty room and not able to move, a fear factor is up quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then anything just comes running at you. It could be an animal. It could be a bird and I would be like, Fuck, you know, like, no, absolutely not. So, yeah, even if the Wicked Witch of the West is not that yeah. spooky, that She's would spooky be spooky when you're all alone and, and he's in your bed. Yeah, exactly. no, fuck that. OK, I have one last lucid dreaming episode to go into here. And then I have a few sleep paralysis stories and I'll catch up with you and your sleep paralysis. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. No, don't be. Sleep paralysis is spooky as fuck. Lucid dreaming turned into nightmares for me after a while. I would lucid dream without trying. And at night, I would go to sleep scared. Everything fucking bet. Yeah. Everything would go... This one really fucking freaked me out because you know how mm -hmm. I feel about religion. So it's oh it probably wouldn't scare you that bad. But religion for me is just like, no. It is like, <laughs> I cannot go there. Everything would go fine for a while. Then something would happen. And when he says something, he fucking means it. The mm. guy would turn red and Christ was returning to condemn me to hell eternally for Holy my sin. Holy fucking shit, dude. Yeah. I wouldn't go to bed. <laughs> me neither. Demons appeared at my back in close pursuit. Terrified, I would wake up in my bedroom in a cold sweat. Then I'd feel relieved. It was only a dream. This time, I would think, I'm sure that I'm awake. But then my bedroom window would smash in, sending in a rain of shattered glass. Someone was coming in through the window with a long knife. He'd waste no time in rushing over to where I was lying, paralyzed and helpless. As I'd begin to feel the very real pain of him stabbing me over and over, I would scream and try to shake free. I'd oh my fucking God. Yeah, I'd close my eyes tightly and then I would wake up. Or so I thought, but it would only be the beginning of another scary lucid dream. This would happen over and over and over again, lasting all night. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. One of those things where it's like, yeah, lucid dreaming sounds all fine and dandy until you just can't fucking stop. And then that happened. I mean, it's no man. F that. Uh, that's what I'm saying, man. And like, can you imagine me coming to work one day? If we have jobs next month and being like, <laughs> Kristen, Christ came from the skies and there was blood raining down. And I would literally um, be rocking back and forth. It's okay, darling. Get in my car. We're going to take you to Cedar Springs. Yeah. <laughs> you pull, give me your phone. I'm calling your therapist. I'm telling her where we're going. <laughs> oh, she going to meet us there. Yeah, I, we're walking up. <laughs> but that one stuck out to me because obviously the religion stuff. And I was just like. Hell no, 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 ah, no. <laughs> what a terrible fucking night. And night after night, oh yeah, it would be like a Freddy Krueger thing. And I then couldn't do it all night too. It's not just like oh you snap awake and you're like oh I'm going back to sleep. No, yeah. uh, -uh. 
Okay, this is from LeVay32 from Reddit. In a not-so-recent episode, I woke up in the middle of the night unable to move and saw a tall, slender figure enter my room. Uh -uh. (laughs) So far, it was an occurrence I am familiar with, which is terrifying, as I have sleep paralysis on a semi-monthly basis. Like, it's fine. It's cool. Uh, but this time I watched as the figure crawled into big spoon position with me in my bed, got comfortably close to my ear and whispered, go back to sleep. No. And I jolted awake. No sign of anyone in my room. Fuck no. That no. Fuck that shit. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Really cry. I would cry. Uh-huh. I would cry. I would cry. <laughs> So my first sleep paralysis story is, it, it's I think it's a similar hag situation because he describes her as similar to a witch. Oh, okay. And I was even going to pass it because it was very like similar to a lot of the other ones until the last sentence. Mm. So, I am 42 years old and first had a nightmare about a terrifying witch at the age of 16 years old. She kneels on my chest and stares into my face, slowly getting nearer and nearer. She wears a black cloak and hood. Her face is similar to what you would imagine any witch, just very ugly and grotesque and evil just exudes from her. Other times I can be lying on my stomach and I am still not safe. She will creep her hand up the back of my head, down my face, and hook her fingers under my top teeth and pull my head backwards. See, Uh. that was was when I paid attention because I was like, (laughs) ain't nobody touching my teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Other times she will bite, sit on the bed, knock the door, call my name, and do whatever she can to get my attention and just generally scare the crap out of me. <laughs> but just the generally. grabbing, like reaching her hand around the back of my head and grabbing my top teeth, Mm-mm. I was like, no, absolutely Do any not. of these people pee themselves in their dreams? Because I think I would. <laughs> I would wet the bed. <laughs> totally. Know. Somebody creeps their hand up the back of your head and grabs your teeth. Um, there it goes. There goes the water I drank before bed. <laughs> <laughs> the floodgates have opened. It is gone. I don't know. Like I, I just don't know. Like you're, you and you can't do anything. Are you kidding me? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, your turn. What else you got? <laughs> All right. This is from uh, Steckle on Reddit. I was sleeping by myself in my grandparents' basement during some holiday. Well, there's I your first up- mistake. <laughs> no, don't sleep in basements. Kristen, I know you have one. Don't sleep down there. Uh, I don't want to be down here recording right now, let alone sleeping. All right. I woke up in the middle of the night to some little girl's voice saying my name over and over and saying, where are you? Mm-hmm. Then I can hear her slowly walking down the stairs. It was a really old house, so I heard it creaking each time, and the voice gets louder and louder. Then I saw her silhouette standing in the doorway. She was this super skinny little girl with really long, messy hair. She just stood there and stared at me for what felt like forever. I was trying to do anything I could to get up or yell for someone, but I couldn't move and thought it was just from being so scared. Finally, she lunged at me, and right before she got to me, I woke up. Probably one of the scariest experiences I've ever had. Fucking A! What? <laughs> Some little girl is yelling at you. You hear her walking down the stairs and she lunges at you. Fucking A. Heart attack. 
lunging is one of my least favorite mm. verbs. <laughs> or crawling. Oh, I have one of those. Oh, no. Yep, I have a crawling. My last story includes that verb. Mm. So, yeah, an inching. That's an uh. story. Yeah, yeah. No, also, I'm surprised that more of these don't have children because the things of my nightmares are usually children, whether it's having them or them being creepy in the, middle, <laughs> the corner of the bedroom. Right? All of yeah, it. Yeah, I was surprised that I only had a couple or one that had it. Yeah. This one's kind of funny because it involves Justin Bieber. <laughs> okay. Okay. It happened when I was about 12 years old and I was obsessed with Justin Bieber. So much that I had a poster of him next to my bed. At the time, I fell asleep sideways on my bed so that I was facing my mirror and I could see the poster next to me. I woke up not being able to move, and instead of seeing my Justin Bieber poster, I saw a mangled, decaying man sitting on the edge of my bed staring at me. Aw, oh, fuck that. Fuck that, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I was so scared. And all I could do was close my eyes and hope that it went away. I took the poster down after that night. I fucking bet. <laughs> Didn't ever buy another Justin Bieber CD ever. I never listened to him. I was <laughs> nobody could Justin even Bieber say the who? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, it's been like ten years, and he just came out with that new single, and I heard it on the radio, and I screamed for hours. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Yeah, I've had posters of boys in my room before. And I got to say, when the lights go out, they can. I'm not saying that's what happened. Like, she just saw it different. But, but it they can creepy. look different. Yeah. <laughs> when I was a kid, my friend Annie and I, we used to, like, take turns changing and, like, cover the eyes of my Aaron Carter poster <laughs> so that you couldn't watch. <laughs> so creepy. Like, if he actually was through all his posters. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. It would be like the perfect crime. Exactly. It's like the Twilight Zone episode or a Twilight Zone episode. I have one more. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this one is the scariest one in my Okay. Because I would just like to say that we joked about locking me up if I, you know, had a lucid dream about, you know, like Jesus things and like going to hell. <laughs> Jesus things. But this wasn't a dream. This was a sleep paralysis episode. And so this person experienced this. And I would just like to say, if I ever experience anything like this, you're going to have to do something with me because I will, I literally will never sleep again. And so I will die. I will literally die because I won't sleep. So mm -hmm. it's bad. Okay. Like it's okay. short, but just, I, it's mm -mm. okay. People joke about sleep paralysis demons, but I have one. And it's reoccurring. Okay. This is reoccurring. This is not just like one time. <sighs> this person needs a priest. Okay. <laughs> I'm like convinced this is real. Like I, this was posted like two years ago. Otherwise I'd be like, hey man, are you alive? <laughs> also, can you come on and talk on our podcast? <laughs> yeah. Well, the exorcist is the gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> When I awaken paralyzed, I know it will be there, but I'm never sure where. Oh, God. Dude, un until I Oh, you it. have to search for it? Oh, God. Okay. I'm, like, upset. Hold on. I have to drink. This one's actually upsetting. When I read this, it was, like, 
2.30 in the afternoon and I was like still upset. <laughs> you still got the tinglys on the back oh of your Oh my neck god, I'm like already, I'm like <sighs> playing with sticky tack right now because I'm anxious. Usually it starts, it's the fucking light outside, it does not even, okay, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> I'm just really upset. <laughs> you got this, you got this, I have really, faith in you. It's really scary. <laughs> Is Brad home? Well, obviously. Yeah, and Izzy's sleeping behind me. She would no. finish up. She exactly. Know if there was a demon. <laughs> Usually it starts in one corner of my room. It will stare at me for what seems like forever. Hmm. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> and then it slowly walks to another corner of the room. Oh god. Literally have tears. <laughs> it's a tall figure. It looks human-ish, but I can tell that there's something off about it. Once it gets to another corner, it does the same thing. Hmm. It just stands there. Oh my god. Okay. But why? It gets so much worse. It gets so much worse. God damn it, Amanda. It literally just paces the room for forever. Uh, It's bad. It's so bad. Okay. I hate this. I feel like I should be like, Connor, come down, please. I mean, it's my last one, and then you can go upstairs, but it's really bad. Okay, 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 okay. Okay. So once again, once it gets to another corner, it does the same thing. It stands there. It will slowly move again, pacing, and inching closer. Uh. It just moves slowly around the room, staring at me, until it's standing right next to my bedside. Uh. (laughs) Staring down at me. Oh, Oh, it gets worse! (laughs) God damn it! Are we not over yet? No, no. I still have two sentences. (laughs) No! Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to start that one over because I need you to get the full effect of this. I have three sentences. Okay, wait. Until it's standing right next to my bedside looking down at me. And then sitting, crouched at the end of the bed. I always snap to movement when it starts crawling up towards me. Mm. I literally got chills. Kristen, I have chills. The worst part to me is... This has scared me for so long and has been so reoccurring that I started sleeping with the lights on, but the lights never seem to be on when I wake up. Oh, fuck that. You're fucking haunted. Go get a priest. That's what I'm saying. It, it, I was like, dream my ass. this was on a sleep paralysis board and everyone was like, I was with it until you threw in that last sentence and then it became a creepypasta. <laughs> What are you doing, bro? No, no, fuck that. Go find a priest. Oh my fucking god. Crawling towards him. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, as soon as those lights weren't on when I woke up. uh Uh-uh. Like, the guy in the comments was like, I'm pretty sure this is just sleep paralysis because, like, I could wake up and, like, turn the lights off when I get annoyed in the middle of the night, you know, with the lights being on. and But then I would still be like... Mm. No. That okay. That situation is like one of the only situations I could see myself putting a camera up because if I didn't fucking turn the lights off, that's the difference between a real demon and sleep paralysis. And exactly. You need to know that difference. So that's what I got for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hated that. Yeah, you're welcome. And I when I read that, I was like 
oh, you just took this to a whole new level and you're, are you dead? I think you're dead. <laughs> I bet I bet you're dead. We're going to see a movie about you in a couple years. Exactly, right? Yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah. I'm like, that's when, like, when I tell you that I literally would not sleep again, I would. Yeah, never. I, this is sound, this is going to sound really dramatic because like I've been drinking, but also even if I hadn't would rather die than have to deal with that every single night. You can just not. I think, I think I'd kill myself. Like if that was, yeah, fuck that. Uh -uh. I think that just like not sleeping, you wouldn't have to kill yourself because you're just going to die anyways. That's true. So just don't sleep. And then two, two birds with one stone. You don't have to see your sleep paralysis demon or whatever it is. And you get to die. So there's that. So that's the worst thing that I read today. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about you, but it was fucking terrible. Yeah, thanks for bringing me in on that. Appreciate it. You're welcome. And all these people that you just cursed with that story. And that's what we leave you with. And good night. And good night. We post this at 8 p.m. on a Friday night. (laughs) No, it'll go up at 5 a.m. as usual. People will forget about it by bedtime. Which is unfortunate for them. I fucking hope so. Now I'm sitting here like, I gotta do something fun the rest of the night. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you drank, so what else is there to do tonight? I don't know. Watch movies. Told Connor to come get me. (laughs) Can you please chaperone me up the stairs, sir? Yeah. Sir. Well, thank you guys for hanging out with us. Let us know what your sleep paralysis demon is at theextrasistersgmail.com. <laughs> would love to know. I guess I asked about lucid dreaming, but not your sleep paralysis demons. So, do y'all hang out? Are you buddies? Do you talk? Do y'all hang out? Do you pace around your bedroom? Does it stand in corners? What? It, what's the deal? Let let us know because we've never mm-hmm. experienced that, and now you know what would happen if we did. It wouldn't be good. You wouldn't get a podcast anymore. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're pansies. You can find us, of course, on all of our socials at the Extra Sisters Podcast or the Extra Sisters on Twitter. We would love to have you a part of our little Patreon family. We know times are tough right now. We totally get that. But you, of course, get extra content entered in to get little gifts from us. And you get awesome shit for your birthday. So patreon.com slash the Extra Sisters Podcast. If you feel like heading over there and becoming part of our little Patreon fam, we really appreciate it. Until next time, stay creepy.